teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey, teacher friend, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of Simply Teach podcast. Can I tell you just how thankful I am to have you here and have you listening? It really is so fun to watch the download numbers climb, not only because it's fun to be over 50,000 downloads, which was my 2019 goal, and we've already hit it. We hit it back in, I think, the the end of August, beginning of September, sometime around then. But to know that that many teachers are being impacted by the things going on here at Simply Teach. You are in for a treat today. We are sharing the second portion of my live coaching session with Jordan. And just as a quick refresher, Jordan is going into her second year of teaching and was the lucky winner of a free coaching session after purchasing the Kickstart Your School Year course. We talked about her classroom organization needs back in episode number 56. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, I recommend going back and listening to that, then coming here and listening to us talk about management because we're going to pick up right where we left off in episode number 56. Also, if you are a first-year teacher, here's what I want you to hear loud and clear before we start this episode. You're not going to have it all together, and that is okay. There are things you will do with your kids that you know are not best practice, and you're going to do them. There are things that you simply won't do because you just cannot manage one more thing on your plate. That's okay, too. You are learning, and Jordan is living proof that you will make it through your first year and be excited to go on to year two and improve on those things in the new year. Just hang on, okay? Also, I know we are in full-on shocktober mode, so go grab yourself that teacher self-care challenge over in the TSOT shop and take care of yourself. What's that? That um, what's his face on Parks and Rec say, says? I can't even remember his name, but treat yourself. The treat yourself days. You know? Okay. Anyways, I'm done. All right, enough for me. Let's drop back into my conversation with Jordan. All right, so let's move on and let's talk about classroom management, which is also a really big part of the classroom. Yeah. And you gave yourself a score of a three out of one to 10 of how confident you felt in it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so at least that's what I think. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, <laughs> um, that sounds right. <laughs> and what you told me is that you don't have a set plan because you had a hard time choosing a plan last year and sticking to it. Yeah. And this year you want to focus more on intrinsic motivation and respect. And then also your school requires you to use class dojo. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So real quick for anybody listening, intrinsic motivation is where kids are motivated by their own wanting to do things on their own for their own approval. Whereas extrinsic motivation is more like, Oh, I'm doing this for a dojo point or, Oh, I'm doing this for Right. Is that, is that correct understanding of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I remember learning about it in, in school, but you know, that was a while back. So, right. Yeah. So tell me where or what, maybe what are two or three things you tried last year that you didn't like or didn't work? Um, I feel like for me last year was difficult because I think I got caught up in that class sojo because they told mm-hmm. us it was, you know, mandatory and then that the class or students had had a certain amount of points to attend like PBIS events so everything was like point based and I was it was like you had to each student had to have a certain amount of points 
um, one, to get a big reward for a school event. And then two, like I was supposed to have like some kind of dojo shop and like, it didn't have to be like, like tangible, like prizes. In fact, they said probably to stray away from that. Cause we don't want to be spending all this money on little trinkets, but, um, mm-hmm. to do stuff like, um, like the lowest points I think was like working your socks and like, you know, the, uh, the more points I think a big one was a homework pass and, you know, each student was supposed to have a day, like once a week and be able to dojo shop. Um, mm-hmm. and that basically was what they, I think they were trying to keep like consistent throughout all the grade levels. And I just found it very difficult to keep up with. Like I, it was really hard, even though, I mean, you can download the class dojo on your phone, but it was like, I was constantly like, oh, you get a point, you know, you get a point. And either I felt like I was spending so much time giving points that was taking away from like, you know, my flow of like teaching, or mm-hmm. I didn't give any points. And then we're at Friday and I'm like, okay, you guys need to get some points. Otherwise nobody gets to go to the school pizza party. Um, and it was, it was just a lot. Um and then it was hard to get them on a consistent schedule for dojo shopping because I would tell them you would need to go. I gave everybody a day of the week based on their numbers and that you had to come shop first thing in the morning. And then they would forget. And then it would be like lunchtime. Can I can I buy this? I'm like, no. And I, it, you would think they would like after a while realize I need to do this earlier. It just never happened. So they didn't really get to shop. So then they stopped caring about the points and it just all kind of collapsed into itself. And I, I really want the kids to be more motivated, not by getting these points, especially in fourth grade. I think they start caring a little bit less about getting a point. Mm -hmm. They, they, I want them to, you know, want to do the right thing because they know now our class is even better. You know, now I'm, I'm contributing to our community, you know? So. Right. That's hard. The intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, because, it's like one of those things that like, how do you teach that? You know, is it like expected you have to do class dojo or is it, this is what we prefer. Expect. Okay. And so every teacher was doing it. It wasn't like a, yeah. And is that the same for this year too? Yes. Okay. So I think class dojo is a great tool. I think Mm -hmm. that we can come up with some, different ways to utilize it a little bit more effectively. So it's not, uh, you know, taking up so much of your time. Yeah. It's hard, like in the middle of teaching to be like, Oh, you get a point, you get a point. So one thing you can consider doing if you, you have classroom jobs. Okay. So one classroom job could be the classroom dojo monitor. Yeah. And this person could either have access if, if you feel comfortable, they have access to your phone or to an iPad that this, if the school gives you an iPad with Dojo and they can go in and add the points. The other option would be to print off like a, and I did this whenever I had a substitute, I would print off a roster with all the kids' names. Mm-hmm. And then I, the, the student, or I, for, in my case, the substitute could just tally every time the kid would earn a Dojo point. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the Dojo person could either input the points themselves or could give you the the paper and you could import the points 
even once a week, you could do it, you know, on Thursday. Because yeah. also what I think is with the store being every day, I think that puts a lot of stress on you. Yeah. I imagine yeah. you were the one running the store, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would change it to just one day a week in the morning. That way it's less on you. It's more time mm-hmm. in the sense of like, okay, instead of it being for 10 minutes, it might be 20 minutes. But again, that's a job that once the year gets going, you could give to somebody, whether it's also the class dojo manager person, or if you want another person that's doing the store type thing, um, mm-hmm. taking some of that, those are things that kids can do that can be taken off your plate. As long as they're given yeah. to students that, you know, have shown that they can be trusted and honest and right. whatnot. Um but that's something you could consider about taking that extra workload off of you. Right. Right. What are your, that's good. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that would be? I I, I do like that. Um, I think I felt like last year I couldn't, you know, give it to the kids, not necessarily because I didn't think I can trust anybody, but I don't know. I felt like since the school was like, you have to do dojo. I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm on this and managing it. But it, like you said, it was just, um, it was too much you know, to think about it kind of interrupted like the flow of things. Um, so yeah, I think giving that a job would really be helpful. Um, and doing it one a day too, once doing the store once a day, because yeah, it was, I was constantly going, is this your day to, to shop? And like, no, I'm like, okay, then go sit down. Like, you know, your day is Wednesday. So no, that would be so much easier just to have one day where everybody can shop. So yeah. And then that way they, they won't forget. They, they're not going to forget, you know. Right. Cause everybody will be doing it and you know, that'll help remind them. Hey, I have a question for you really quick. How's your behavior management system going? Are your kids responding well to it? Do you keep up with it? Do you even have one? Classroom management is the base layer to a successful classroom. Think of it like a tiered wedding cake. You know, when they make a big cake like that, they put those rods in it, or maybe it's a dowel. I'm not a baker, and to be honest, I'm not exactly sure that I'm even correct in this statement, but just go with me here. You need those dowels in the cake to help hold up the wedding cake, to support it, to give it structure. That's what your classroom management plan is to your classroom. Without that structure, your classroom will crumble. But have no fear. I have a fun and easy to implement resource to help you engage your students in a positive behavior management plan. The Behavior Management Economic System. This behavior management plan system has been researched and proven not only to improve student behavior, but also to teach students about personal financial literacy. This is the program I've been using in my classroom since day one. Students are paid for their positive behavior in classroom jobs. There are opportunities to teach them about saving and spending. In the packet, I tell you about the resources that I use to implement this plan with my students. I walk through an implementation plan that spans over a couple weeks, not because it takes that long to implement, but to allow you time to fully implement in a step-by-step process. I provide modifications for grades K through six, I also give you classroom money that you can copy to use in your classroom, as well as some activities that you can do with your kids. There's check registers, checks, and so much more in there. 
Learn more about the product and grab your copy by heading to the simplyorganizedteacher.com, then to the shop, it's on the top menu bar, and then click on Behavior Management Economic System. It can be yours for $7, and as a thank you for being a podcast listener, you can use the coupon code SIMPLYTEACH for 10% off your purchase. And then it's a simple while you're in the middle of teaching, uh, because one of the things that I do like to do to motivate kids is to just constantly be praising them throughout the day. So Jordan, I see that you are really focused right now on task. You get a dojo point. And then, you know, Susie Q over here, who is the dojo person, they just, you know, stop what they're doing and put a little point. Yeah. I mean, I guess you think about, okay, that's going to distract the kid, but I think kids will eat that up to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can kind of time it. So it's not like I'm asking them to give up points during something they need to be like working on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great, that's a great idea. Uh, So that kind of takes care of your like individual stuff, like managing your kids individually. What do you have in place to manage your class as a whole? Because I think that's where more of the intrinsic comes in is, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to be on my best behavior because that contributes to the team, even if it is the team getting a marble or a reward of some sort, the behavior of the student is having to be intrinsically monitored to contribute to the whole group. Right. So I I did different things, whole group. Um, Again, sticking with dojo, I had the idea of, you know, because, you know, it totals the whole class when you're giving out points. Mm -hmm. Um, So every time a student gets a point, it adds to the class points. So I said, okay, well, we have to get a certain amount of points as a class. And then when we get, when we reach that, marker um I was giving out a lot of points so I think like it with 20 I had 27 kids with 27 students we very quickly reached like the 500 mark you know the 1000 point mark mm-hmm. so I was like once you reach those milestones <clears throat> excuse me that will have some type of class incentive I've done extra recess I've done class lunch bunch um things like that um and that it worked and it didn't work because again, dojo was just using it last year was just a little, you know, difficult. And then it was constantly me adjusting the point, like, oh, this was too high. Okay, never mind. We'll we'll aim for this. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, this is too low. And that <laughs> was just going back and forth. Then I I felt like they also needed an extra accountability. So I because we had a issue with um just talking and playing instead of working with last year. So I um, spelled out our the mascot name with uh, mm-hmm. letters on our whiteboard. And I've done this when I was student teaching and it was for a marble jar. And it was like, you, there are seven letters. You know, if you keep all your letters, I told, I was a sub at the time. I told them, if you keep all seven, I'll give you 10 marbles. But once you, if, if I have to like stop in teaching or something, or if we, if a problem occurs and you lose a letter, um, and whatever, how many letters left over will go in the marble jar. Since last year we were all about the dojo, I did the same thing just with the dojo points. Um, okay. That, I think that worked for a while. Um, and then it didn't, you know, because you know mm-hmm. how that goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't buy it anymore. So, I think. I think those were the main, that's mainly what I did for a whole group. Okay. So, I like the... Um writing the word up on the board. Yeah. I did that sometimes too. 
So one thing you could consider doing to kind of keep with that novelty is like, I don't know what your grading system is like, if it's every six weeks or every nine weeks that you do grades, how do you do that? I grade when I grade. There were no, 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 I mean, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, when are grades due? Like report cards go out every oh, six weeks sorry, or nine sorry, weeks? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, we have nine week quarters. So with okay. that nine weeks, I think after the first four or five, it's interims and then report cards. Okay, so you could do um, every new grading period Mm -hmm. or every new nine weeks, you switch to a new whole group plan. So that way your classroom dojo is consistent because I do think consistency is key when it comes to classroom management. But I also think there's a lot of value in changing things up to keep kids interested and motivated. So maybe your whole group plan you could change at each grading period And if you find that you even need to do it at interims and at the end of the grading period, so then you've got eight different behavior management Mm -hmm. things you're working through. And, you know, I think maybe keeping it separate from class dojo so that way they have something different to work towards. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the same thing that they're doing. Like maybe you could have one big goal, like if we can make it to this many points by the end of, um, you know, the nine weeks or something, Mm -hmm. then we get some big reward, but then smaller little rewards. Okay. If we fill up our marble jar, we get, you know, this, or if we, uh, once you fill in all the letters for this thing, we get that reward Mm -hmm. as like small little benchmarks throughout the big nine weeks. Right. Also, when you come up with your rewards, are you, having the kids help you at all with that? Or how does that work? I didn't last year and not because I, I didn't want to. I just, you know, with all the things that we're thinking about, I just kind of was like, I just need to make a decision. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> yep. So. so maybe that's something in year two that you could work on. Uh, because yeah, I totally get it. That That's just like one of those things that it's easier to just get it done mm-hmm. with, yeah. you know, come up with the ideas, but maybe that will also help lead to that intrinsic motivation if they are knowing what they're working for because they've created the things that they're working for that might also increase some of that motivation and I will be honest like I did that with my kids where we like you know sat in a class meeting and all came up with the things that we wanted to win as rewards Mm -hmm. but I was also guiding to things that I new would work in our classroom, you know, or that I felt comfortable with. Um, So it's not that you still can't have that authority in it. Mm -hmm. It's just giving the kids a little bit more to where they feel like they have some say in it. Right. Yeah. I definitely think that's what I'll do this year. Cause again, like I said, I didn't, it wasn't like, I was like, no, you can't decide. I just was like, okay, you have to do no job. This is what we'll do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I would consider doing that. And also with the marble jar, I recommend, I think I put this in the course too, but doing, um, I know I put it on my blog before, instead of having like, yes, they have to fill up the whole marble jar, but once they get a quarter of the way, they get a mini reward. So maybe it's like mm-hmm. 10 extra minutes of recess as a class. When they get halfway, we get a lunch bunch. When we get three fourths, we get something else. And then when we get to the whole jar, then we get, you know, our big afternoon of you can bring your technology and we spend an hour playing games yeah. or whatever. I would say when I did use a marble jar, uh, in my, when I was subbing, I made the mistake. My jar was too big. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> we're going to need a lot of marble. 
So I said it's completely yeah. filling it at the end of the day. Well, and also something you can do too, which I figured out is I would, I would say, okay, we're, it's time to line up. Um, because I didn't get new jars. My jars were still too big, mm-hmm. but instead of, I would just say, when we line up, you can earn five marbles. Mm-hmm. And then if they didn't do something, like maybe a few of them were talking, I would only put four marbles right. in or, and so then I was filling up the jar quicker. Yeah with more marbles. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Do you have your routines and stuff written out for the start of school? Not written out, but I have really put some thought into it. And I kind of, the reason why I haven't written out, because I felt like I needed to know what I was teaching, Mm -hmm. how many classes I would have, and this, just how everything was going to break down. And I didn't, so. Yeah. But, But now I'm thinking, you know, I can't wait forever. I have to just get the basis basic, you know, idea written out. Yeah. So. There's some things that, yes, you'll have to wait on. Um, and hopefully you will know within the next couple of days. Right. But I, I mean, even if you already, you're already ahead of the game in the sense that you've have a year under your belt. So you know what routines worked last year and what didn't and what you right. kind of your base layer of where you want to start this year. But yeah, make sure that you definitely think through very detailed how you want to implement them especially with if you're going to have more than one class in the management of all the materials and stuff, that's something I would take time to write out if you can mm-hmm. to really get some concrete plans for how to manage that, because that's going to be a new learning curve this year. Yeah, definitely. And I think the mistake I made last year as a first year teacher, I was thinking, Oh, they're fourth graders, you know, they know how to uh, sharpen pencils, you know, like I'll teach it for the first couple of weeks and they should, they know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that you have to repeat over and over. And when you come back from breaks, you have to repeat over and over. So, yeah. you know, just build that into your schedule after even a three-day weekend, you know, right. build in yeah. some extra time the, you know, Tuesday after to, you know, walk through those plans mm-hmm. or those mm-hmm. yeah. expectations. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Any other classroom management questions? No, those are really awesome ideas that I think I'm feeling more confident this year, you know, and I mean, overall, as a second, like you said, having one year done, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. kind of figure things out. So, and that's encouraging to any first year teachers listening right now that like, yeah, you will <laughs> make it through. Be <laughs> My sister was in her first year last year and she just posted on Instagram. She already just by virtue of being a second year teacher felt more confident and able to take on the new year. So Right. You just got to get through that first year hurdle. Definitely. And I was, I was one of those first year teachers that was saying, I'm not coming back next year, but no, it's okay. It's supposed to be hard. That's what I said. It's supposed to be hard. It is hard, but it, it gets better. So, yeah, yeah. If you don't leave at least like two or three times throughout the school year in tears during your first year, then you're probably um, doing something wrong. <laughs> Or maybe you're doing something really right and you need to teach us all what you're doing. Yeah, it's like, I need to know who that is. (laughs) All right, I'm talking to teachers, so you already know that we have really limited time, right? I always tried to explain to my husband that when I go to work, I'm with kids for a majority of the day. So that keeps me from doing quote unquote work which is why many times I had to stay late, go early, or even bring work home. But 
No one wants to do that. And y'all know I am a huge advocate of keeping work at work so you can enjoy home at home, which is why I'm really excited to share with you about Ultimate Bundles. Ultimate Bundles is a company that does all the hard work of finding great resources for us. Basically, they choose a topic like productivity, photography, healthy meal planning, all sorts of topics, and then they scour the World Wide Web for great resources. They bundle them all together and then open the bundle for sale for only a few short days at a super, super, super discounted price. Then you, as the buyer, get to gain access to tons of eBooks, online courses, printables, summits, all sorts of stuff on whatever that topic is that the bundle's about. I think I've officially purchased three bundles from them, one on photography that I'm currently working through right now. I've also bought one on homemaking, which let's be real, I'm not a homemaker, but there was some good stuff in there that I wanted and one on blogging and working from home. This time they're launching a bundle on productivity, which from what I hear from a lot of you is something that you need support in. How can we make the most of our time both at home and at school so that we can keep work at work? This bundle features 46 different products. So those are eBooks, e-courses, printable planners, and packs. I think there's a summit in there, all on the topic of being more productive and using our time wisely. The value of all of these resources put together is over $1,500, but for a short period of time, it's selling for only 37, which is why I bought a couple of those bundles in the past because the price of the whole bundle and all the resources a lot of times was less than buying that one online course or one ebook. If you want to learn more about the ultimate bundle productivity bundle that's launching right now, you can head to this week's show notes for more information or bit.ly forward slash TSOT productivity. I really am a huge believer in ultimate bundles and I would not share about them on my podcast if I didn't think the resources they created are worth your time or worth your money. If you want to ramp up your productivity and make more of your time both at home and at school, then head to bit.ly slash TSOT productivity to get your bundle now. But remember, part of the ultimate bundle deal is that it's only available for a short amount of time. So head there now to grab the bundle for $37. All right, you guys, I hope you walked away with some practical and helpful tips from our conversation. As always, links to everything that Jordan and I talked about, plus any resources that I think would be super helpful for you will be over on this week's show notes. Even though it's in the middle of October when you're listening to this, you can still purchase the Kickstart Your School Year course. The course is laid out in a way that helps you develop a self-care plan, your management plans, how you're going to organize your classroom, and lesson planning for the first few days of school. While the fourth module, the first day of school one, might not be super applicable right now, you have lifetime access and can review it when this new year starts. But those first three modules on self-care, management, and organization, those can be applied right now. So don't wait, get in on the course and get your class organized. To get all the info about everything in the course, plus purchase it, you can go to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash kickstart dash sales. When you purchase, you're going to get lifetime access, video teachings on all those different topics, a downloadable workbook, downloadable resources and PDF documents that I used in my classroom, plus all the extra bonus items. So go run, grab it and get started organizing. All right, you guys, I will be back next week with an episode on my top 10 favorites. This is going to be a fun episode. But before you go, if you have a second, I would love, love, love it if you could head over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast. It helps get the word out about the show and I would really appreciate it. Plus you might hear your name on there. So head to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I'd so appreciate it. Otherwise, I'll see you back here next week on Tuesday with episode number 60 on my top 10 favorites. Bye guys. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at the Simply Organized Teacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you, so come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.